Hi, I'm glad you could be with me today as we're in God's Word together in the Unfolding the Word ministry. We're in the midst of an extended study of 1 John. We're now in the fourth chapter. Today I want to pick up our reading in verses 7 and 8 of the fourth chapter of 1 John. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. The preceding verses in the fourth chapter, from verses 1 to 6, have been talking to us about the danger of false teachers, the reality that will encounter them, false prophets, false teachers. And therefore, God calls for us to test what we hear to not believe everything that we hear. And we saw three foundational questions to ask that will clearly reveal to us whether someone is from God or whether they are, in fact, a false teacher. One of them is, what do, we, what do they say about the incarnation? The Word made flesh and dwell among us. What's their view of that foundational truth to the gospel? Secondly, how does the world, the culture around us, view this individual who's teaching? Do they support and encourage the message of this person? And then yesterday we were examining the third of the questions, which is, what is ultimately the source of authority for this teacher? Uh, how do they really view God's word? Not do they use Bible verses sometimes, but how do they really view God's word? And core ways for us to discern the things that we hear around us. Now today, starting in verse 7, and then on for a number of verses actually, we're going to be getting back to the topic of agape. That's the Greek word translated love in these verses, or certainly in verses 7 and 8, but also in the verses that follow that. We've already examined this issue of agape love because 1 John is written in somewhat of a circular fashion. We cover a number of topics and then come back and cover them again from a slightly different vantage point. And we do that several times, several cycles in the course of that epistle. We've already learned that agape love, this love that God plants within us, is defined for us in 1 Corinthians 13, which is a translation of the Greek word agape. That's why it's the love chapter. We also saw that agape is ultimately expressed in Christ and in the giving of his life at the cross for us. So to get a sense of the essence of agape, we see the selflessness both defined in 1 Corinthians 13 and expressed in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, picking up on that, verse 7 continues us back into that, that whole frame of agape love. And it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. God says, I command you to love one another. In a way, he's repeating some previous commands. Back in the second chapter of 1 John, verses 10 and 11, Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness, doesn't know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. And of course, again, this is agape love. Verse 11 of chapter 3 comes at it again, and it says, For this is the message that you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Agape love, once again. So here in the fourth chapter, in verse 7, Beloved, let's love one another, because love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. God wants us 
to express agape love in ministry to one another. Repeated commands in the scripture leave no room for doubt about God's great intention when it comes to love. This agape love was a gift given to us. It was not natural to us. It was a gift given to us as we came to know Christ as Savior. In Romans 5, it tells us that the the love of God was shed into our hearts, imparted into us when we responded to the gospel. God gave us this agape love, which later is described as part of the fruit of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. God gave us this gift of agape love because he knew we needed it. He knew we needed it. And then secondly, he gave us this gift because he intended that we use it. This wasn't given to us to just store away somewhere. He knew we needed it, then he knew we needed to use it. Are you using it? Of course, the implication here is that God is wanting us to be a good steward of this amazing gift of God's love that has been poured into our lives. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14, Paul, under direction of the Holy Spirit, says, Do not neglect the gift that you have. While we receive a number of gifts from God, and certainly we have spiritual gifts from God, but let's not forget that agape love is a gift of God as well, and it's been imparted into us. It is now stirring at the deepest level of who we are. We may rebel against its impulse, but we cannot deny its impulse because it is there. And God says, I want you to use this gift. I don't want you to neglect it. I don't want you to shove it aside and not listen to it. I've commanded you to love. In fact, he even goes so far here as to say, expressing agape love becomes one of the proofs that we actually have new birth. One of the proofs that we actually know the Lord. I was thinking of it, how it puts it in verse 7. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God. <laughs> I think in a way similar to first to John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Listen, he says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I've loved you. You also are to love one another. And by this all men will know that you're my disciples. In other words, that you really know me, if you have love for one another. In that passage, first John, or in Gospel of John, chapter 13, is the Greek word agape. God wants the witness of agape love being expressed in the believers as part of the witness to the world. It is part of the way the, lo- the world knows that we know him and that we are actually his disciples. Not just an external orientation toward the Lord, but fundamental transformation. We've become born anew. New creations, and part of that is the indwelling Holy Spirit now empowering us in the gift of agape love welling up within us. This is what God wants shown to the world. And it's one of the ways we ourselves will know that we know him. The second chapter, you remember, of 1 John had a number of tests that would help us to understand that we really do know him. And agape love was one of those tests. Here he tells us, not only is it a test that we know him, but it's a test of our deepening relationship with him. 
He says, whoever loves has been born of God and knows God, and whoever does not love doesn't know God, because God is love. Agape is proof not only that we have salvation, but it is proof that we know him. This word know is an interesting word. Uh, sometimes in the, in the New Testament, the word know translates the Greek word adon, which refers to factual knowing, knowing data about, knowing facts about something or someone. Another Greek word that's translated by the word know in the English is a form of the word nosko in the Greek, which refers not so much to factual knowledge, although it doesn't oppose that idea, but now it's referring to more relational knowledge, intimacy knowledge. And I've talked to you about this before. If I say that I know this person, you understand what I'm saying by that isn't that I just know facts about them, but they're my friend. I get I know them well enough that we're acquaintances. I, I have a relationship of some sort with that individual. It's that sort of meaning of know that we're encountering here when he says, whoever been, loves has been born of God and knows God. It's a form of nosco. And anyone who does not love doesn't know God. Nosco. In other words, they're not deepening an intimacy and relationship with God. Why? Because God is love. Agape becomes the proof to other people that we actually have relationship with God. Not only that we know about him, facts about him, doctrines about him, but we actually have relationship with him. To not show agape, to squelch its expression in our lives, implies that we don't really know him at all. I'd say that's pretty serious, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, tomorrow we'll continue in our study of these verses because if we are coming to express agape and it proves that we know him, it only makes sense because part of God's very attribute is love. One of his core attributes is love. Join me as we discuss how agape is part of God's very nature. God bless. <laughs>